0: Love and Lust. 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 Hey lovers, if you love Love and Lust and want to support Love and Lust, you can now purchase items from the merch store or leave a monetary donation. All right, and we're back with Kimberly. If you guys have not seen the very first part of this interview with Kimberly from Seeking Arrangements, which is a sugar daddy and a sugar mama, right? um, Website for yeah. sugar babies. Sugar babies are both male and females, correct? Is the term. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we're back. If you haven't seen part 1, make sure you go to uh, the previous week and look for it. It's very interesting. And I just kind of want to know about how seeking arrangements because I feel like it's a little bit still taboo in 2020, you know, the whole um, sugar daddy, sugar baby situation is still looked at with, you know, a raised eyebrow. So how did this site start and when did it start and where did it start? Yeah,
1: so uh, Seeking started by our founder and CEO, Brandon Wade, who is incredible. And he actually sort of built a site for himself. Um, he's really, really smart. He's from Singapore originally, but he was going to school here in the US. He uh, is an MIT grad oh. and he started to notice like, he was kind of nerdy i guess self-described i don't think he's nerdy but like he couldn't meet women and so he started realizing that like a lot of men around him were like using like their charm and their good looks and their muscles to like to to get girls to be attracted to them and he realized sort of that like his intelligence and his money and his wealth (laughs) were things that he could use like those were his muscles he could flex so like why couldn't he just, you know, be upfront about that instead of it being just like, you know, at face value. So he created the site literally for himself. So people like him could go and find what they're looking for. And he started in 2006. So we're going on almost our 15 year anniversary.
0: Oh, wow. That's that's a long time. It's a long it, time. <laughs> it, um, it started off just as a website, I'm going to assume. And then you got the app on um, Android and whatnot.
1: Yep. Yeah, so it was just a sight for him. I mean, we've come a long way. I think, you know, as you mentioned, like there's still like sort of a raised eyebrow with it, but times have definitely changed in terms of acceptance um, in the last 15 years, and thank God for that.
0: Here's the thing. I feel like it's a raised eyebrow because when you think about it, um, the stereotype of a sugar, well, sugar daddy and a, a sugar baby is going to be an older man and a younger female. And I feel like, I don't know, like our society, I don't know how to appropriately word this. I know how I want to word this, but how I want to word it is not politically correct. So I'm not going to say it. Um, (laughs) um, There's always like a negative stigma with women and sex. And like, we're supposed to, it's just, it's weird. Like we're supposed to want it, but not show that we want it. And if we show that we want it too much, then we're coming off like, Super, like, sexual freaks and sexual, like, um, you know, like, then these words are, like, thrown at us. Like, if we want sex, and all of a sudden we're sluts and we're hoes and we're all this. So, to me, there's always a negative stigma when it comes to women and sex, period.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Like women and just any choices when it comes to their bodies, for whatever reason, ends up being a a conversation, and I don't know why. Like we don't talk about it with men the same way, and so for a woman to have a choice and like, you know, you know, use her sexuality and her appearance or whatever her wants and desires out of a relationship to be like at the forefront of like how she dates.
0: Yeah,
1: it doesn't seem that bizarre when you put it that way, but for whatever reason, like you're totally right. Like we have this thing where we're just super uncomfortable with women wanting to be sexual mm-hmm. at all.
0: Even, even like my thoughts of this is my personal thoughts is not anybody else's, um, like mm-hmm. even about like prostitution and things like that. It's just like, you know, if women were able to put a, a, a monetary a value on their selves, um, ours is, we, there wouldn't be a wage gap. First of all, <laughs> there wouldn't be a wage gap. Yeah. Second of all, it's just funny how different cultures see this because there's other cultures where um you have to give a dowry or you have to give gifts and you have to have a certain statue or um and be a certain kind of person for this arrangement this agreement to happen and it's just really how the way we look at things in different societies for instance um i do a lot of silly stuff on my instagram i just want to be very positive i'm a comedian as well top of all the other stuff I do <laughs> um so I'm always you know being funny and whatnot because I just want people to laugh and stuff so sometimes I'll get on there and I'll dance um I love dancing it's just like a moment for myself where I can just like let out different energy and you know things like that and also pretend I'm performing because I am performing <laughs> for people you are. so um I will do it on you know Instagram or Snapchat and the funny thing is, is I actually was a trained dancer Back in the day, I did a lot of ballet and jazz and modern because I did musical theater. And also after that, I did belly dancing because after ballet, I was kind of like really stiff. and My back was just like, it just didn't look, you know, like normal club dancing. So I did belly dancing to loosen up, fell in love with belly dancing. So on my um, Snapchat one day, I was doing belly dancing, but I didn't have the beads. I didn't have like the things where you can like see that it was actual belly dancing. So someone was like, oh, you're just dancing so sexy and seductive, but I'm actually doing something that's a part of somebody's culture. And they don't consider that like that. That's just a culturally, you know, culture thing. So it's just funny to me, like how we have such a problem we do have a problem in society because there's sex trafficking. there's certain things like that. But our stigma with women and sex is just like, it's not, it's not, it's not right. And I feel like it should have been rectified and better and like at this state. And you know, I get things thrown at me. I get words thrown at me and it's just like, no, that's not like, <laughs> you can't sit there. And just because I talk, you know, with a vulgar language or, you know, whatever, you can't tell me who I am and what I am. Yeah. How do you think women, how do you feel women are seen in this, this society and viewed?
1: I mean, I think, you know, it depends on who you talk to. I think we have come a long way, but I think in general, like, we're not meant to be sexy at all. And if it looks even for a second, like you said, like we're trying, like, you're, you're just degraded immediately. Like it takes away every other aspect of who you are as a person. If you are trying to be sexy, okay, well then you're a slut, but you're not an intelligent person. You're not a comedian. You're not, you're just a slut. Like, and people think of you as that. Like my social media is like, if you went to my Instagram, like all my pictures are like I'm kind of scantily clad, dressed like my cleavage is out and stuff. And I kind of changed my Instagram to be like that, like yeah. after I got divorced and was single, and I kind of like started to love my body and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was a really positive thing for me just to be like, I feel good. But because I, you know, I'm, have a larger chest, like people all of a sudden were just like, Why are you always just trying to show your your boobs to everybody? Yeah. Why, are they, why are you always just out like that? And I was like, Well, if I had no chest at all and was in this same tank top, you wouldn't think anything That's- of it. I'm just trying to be comfortable too. Like what, what do you mean? Exactly.
0: So So during my marriage, I was a, um, very, I've been in very controlling relationships to where the person's like, why are you wearing this? Why are you dressing? I'm very curvy. And they're like, why are you doing this? You know, people can see you blah, blah. So to avoid any confrontation, I just like basically just was very conservative. Um, Also, in my corporate, when I used to work for corporate America, I was very conservative. I wore the suits. I had the straight hair. I didn't wear all this jewelry and everything like this. I didn't have the tattoos and stuff like that. Extremely, extremely conservative. I was still um, sexualized. I was still sexually harassed. And so last year, I'm sitting here looking at my Instagram, looking at all my stuff and I have all this conservative, you know, there's nothing like, might be cute, but there wasn't anything sexy on it. I was like, you know what? If y'all are going to sexually, or sexualize me, anymore, no, matter no matter what the fuck I do, yeah, I'm going to sexualize myself and I'm going to make money from it. And that's what I did. Hell yeah. Just, right. somebody um, asked me recently, like, well, do you Have you seen your Instagram? Like, of course, you're probably going to get sexualized in your in your workplace. First of all, those two don't have anything to do with the, with the other. It doesn't. But then I was like, second of all, I wasn't even on this account. This has nothing to do with my corporate life. You have no idea what my corporate life uh, was and my business life, my marketing company, all that stuff. You have no idea because these are two separate, you know, entities of myself. I am a Gemini. I can <laughs> I can <laughs> I can have two parts very easily. So, um, it's just like, we're always objectified no matter what we do. And it's because society, like what we talked about in the last episode, we have people that are in power that allow this behavior to keep on going. It's going to keep on going no matter if you wear a potato sack.
1: Well, and I think the opposite of that is that here's the other problem I have is that if I did come out here and wear a potato sack and like, you know, I was in my baggy sweatshirt, my hair in a bun and my glasses on, like, didn't do anything. Like I still, I wouldn't be sexualized, but I'd have no opportunities. Like, and I I don't mean none, but I mean, like, there's also like, you have this crazy standard where we have to be attractive. We have to be, you know, kind of like flirtatious or whatever. Um, because if you aren't, then you're completely dismissed as a woman at the same time. It's like, it's, you cannot win.
0: You can't. It's like, you have to be this, but not too much, but you got to be this, not too much. We want you to be sexual, but not too much. We want you to talk about sex and relationship, but not too much. And it's right. just like, you know what? I don't care at this point. So I'm just going to do me because because caring obviously got me here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at 31. Yeah. So I'm not going to care anymore. And I'm going to help uh, break the stigma and change the narrative of the of the of the female. I have a huge issue. I love talking to you. Like this is, I have not talked about this before. I have a huge issue with um, women seen as vulnerable in society, and I'm trying to eradicate that stigma because that stigma is very very fucking dangerous for everybody. And everybody has a mother. You might have a daughter. You might have a cousin that's a female a sister. You know. It's a very dangerous thing because when we're seen as vulnerable, everything else that comes with being vulnerable comes with that. And that's why we have such a problem with, you know, molestation, um, sexual abuse. I'm talking about it, guys. I'm talking about it. And that's one of the reasons why we have such, because we are not vulnerable creatures. And I tell women too, you're not vulnerable. You're not stupid. Don't let them treat you that way. You have a brain. You can't be like, oh, I just didn't see it coming. And I and I have been guilty of this myself. I'm not perfect. I'm gonna let you know I've been guilty of this. But we're not vulnerable creatures, and we don't need to be timid around society and around men because look where it's gotten us.
1: Yeah, nowhere. And I totally agree. Like, it, you know, aside from like the um, you know objective things that happen outside of your own psyche when you're considered a vulnerable person Mm -hmm. think of like the the self-deprecation conversations you have with yourself all the time when you're constantly going out into the world every every minute you know every day when you open your eyes thinking like I am less than I am not capable I am the weak one here like think of the conversations you have with yourself and how you start every you know moment already setting yourself up for failure like right like it's just it's sad we just need to be stronger and understand that we are strong it is within us we have it like we're I think we're stronger than men. I mean, I, I don't want to like push any buttons here, but yeah. like, but, like
0: we're, we're more than capable to do all the things that they can do and we're not weak. We're not the weaker ones. And this is the conversation that we need to have with both men and females, because there's always that conversation that they have, like me growing up, you know, born in 89, growing up in the 90s. There's a conversation about, okay, don't do this around men. Don't do this around men. Uh, watch your back around men. But no, we need to teach men that it's not okay to talk to women like that. It's not okay to have these behaviors. No, we're not weak creatures. No, we're not sexually suppressed or anything like that. Like that's, especially growing up in the South, I was always taught, this is what I was taught in the society, church, socialization process. I was taught that men are sexual creatures and it's the woman's place to help halt that. But At the other end of it they're sexual creatures so if they do this and this and this that's the reason why they can't help it they can't help it boys will be boys
1: oh i hate that and i see again like i grew up in the northwest so a little different demographic but definitely in the church too and Mm -hmm. yeah like we were told that like not only that like the men were the sexual creatures and like they're never at fault for anything they can't help it but it also suppressed us and made us feel like we weren't meant to be like, I remember growing up, like from all the TV that I watched, all the shows that I'd ever seen conversations I'd had, I was, I remember thinking like sex is going to be this thing that like my partner wants to do all the time and I'm never going to want to do it. And I'm going to have to. And like, then I got older Mm -hmm. and I was like, am I like, is it weird that I enjoy it? Is it weird that like, I kind of, I want it. it weird that I'm feeling kind of weird. Like I want it. Sometimes I want it and he doesn't like, is there something wrong with me? Am I ugly? Like, It was like this whole weird, like, finally I got into a place where I had a good friend group that was like, you know, a little older than me, and they were like, oh, honey, no, like, I don't know what you were taught, but like, no, you're totally supposed to enjoy it as much as he is. You're supposed, if you don't, then like, you're doing it wrong, like, you need to talk it through. Like, you should have
0: conversations about this more. And I was like, whoa. And there's like these stupid things that we keep on saying that is medically proven incorrect. Like, okay, well, men and women have two different parts. Okay. Yeah, we have two different parts. I get that. Okay. I I understand that. I've seen plenty of male parts. Okay. So (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) But the thing is, it's like, okay, well, it's it's two different parts. And if you have so many, like if a female has like a whole bunch of sex with, you know, uh, I'm trying to say uh, with penises, (laughs) we just say that with penises or whatnot, Um, um, a heterosexual relationship. Um, then you're going to get stretched out and nobody's going to want you and then sex isn't going to be good. And that's not true. That's not true. The funny thing is, is that the only, not the funny thing, but the only thing that really changes the size of your vagina is having a child. And I was talking to one of my friends recently. Hey girl, if you're listening to this, um, and she was like, actually my vagina is tighter after having, um, children because one of her children ripped her, so they had to tighten it and back. I don't know how true this is. No, okay, so we, we
1: haven't gotten here yet, but I have kids too. So, the, okay. I, my ex husband and I had have two kids, and okay. I, if your friend is listening, I had the same thing. And oh. so, <laughs> oh. so, I can also say the same exact thing. My second kid, the same exact thing happened, and I had what they call a vaginoplasty. So, I got mine done, I had other works done. So, like, I mean, my kids made me back to like when I was. <laughs>
0: Oh, <laughs> listen, listen women we're we get better their balls might start sagging i'm just kidding <laughs> I'm just kidding no, some of them already are so let's yeah. talk about
1: that
0: <laughs> there's no surgery for balls that are saggy guys <laughs> but there is surgery for loose vaginas so ha ha <laughs> but you're all you're all beautiful all
1: in your own right yes. too you yes. don't even, you know but yeah. also, like, women don't don't think about stuff like that you know what I mean because I don't yeah. think men are taught to like be self-conscious of like their balls like how yeah. women are taught to be self-conscious about like everything from everything
0: to, like, like all the way to uh I'm if this is too vulgar you don't have to I, I go there but I, even I, all the way to like your um anal uh bleaching yeah I'm like yes <laughs> <laughs> No, I honestly, this is going to be gross. I don't really care. Um, when I first heard about this, I was so concerned. I had to go check. I was like, I don't know if I've even seen my, my, uh, you know, anus back there. Nah. So I had to go look and I was like, thank God, I don't need bleaching. Cause I probably at that point in my life, I was so just like out there. I probably would have bleached it.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I'm gonna tell you Done. Yes. Yeah. No, I I haven't I haven't done it either. Thank God. But like I feel like there's so many crazy procedures and like I'm so okay with plastic surgery. Girl, like no, oh, yeah. You have a problem with something? Get it done. I've had I've had work yes. done. Like I said, but like I don't want women to feel like they have to or like that yeah. those those bodies and that those you know the things that they see on TV and on social media. Social media has made it so bad lately. Yeah. Like that. Like that's how your ass is supposed to look. Like it's okay to have cellulite. It's okay yeah. to have a little jiggle back there. Like it yeah. doesn't have to be you know, perfect. It isn't
0: it it is Yeah, it, it really doesn't. And the thing is, is like um, a lot of the influencers, they get plastic surgery done for free. I want to say, I don't want to say a lot because I don't know the actual number and I don't like to just throw out numbers and stuff like that. Yeah. But like a lot of them, what, from what I've seen, get it done for free because it's advertisement for the plastic surgery institute or, you know, comp, you know um, office or what, whatnot. So it's just, you know, just be happy with who you are. Um, social media is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be entertaining, you know? So don't take it for real life. Honestly, don't take it for real life. I posted a meme, I think last week, I was like, my real life is so much funner. And it really is. People think they know me from my social media, but you have no clue. Okay. I'm going to stop right there. Ladies, one of the best things I have found for maintaining a nice page balance or something that feels comfortable down there is using appropriate soaps and wipes very important but men on the flip side what do you do to keep yourself fresh down there well i am so happy to tell you guys that love and lust has partnered with this amazing brand called manscape that provides male grooming supplies so anything that you need they have trimmers they have ball wipes which is great like say you're on your way to a rendezvous or to your lover's house and you're like oh i'm sitting in ball sweat Those wipes are perfect for that. They have something called ball toner. They have also foot odor blockers, which is really great as well. But not only they have very amazing and great products that my family uses, and I actually enjoy them as well. I do use them. Um, They are a great brand, which is what I'm all about. Manscaped gives back. They have partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to raise awareness for the most common form of cancer in men ages 15 through 35. And they help save balls, which is amazing. Because something about me, I don't know if you guys know, I'm really into oncology. Um, on a typical year, I throw about four to five oncology charity fundraisers and raise 20 of thousands of dollars for oncology and the American Cancer Society. So, um, of course, we have our own special promo code. It is love and lust. So the link for Manscaped is below and love and lust. Check out their ball wipes. It's really good. If you have sensitive skin, sensitive balls, it's really good for that. They have trimmers, which is really good because there's nothing worse than going down on something that's unkempt. But that's all I have for you guys right now. And let's get back to the podcast. The website is manscaped.com. M A N S C A P E D dot com. Make sure you use the promo code love and lust. Half the stuff that I'm on isn't on my social media because mm-hmm. it's usually like drinking
1: cocktails with my friends, talking about things that I'm not supposed to say out loud. So, like, That's I don't it. put that on social exactly. media. Exactly. I put that exactly. on social media and like my little flexes, like if I'm traveling somewhere or doing like, <laughs> goes like that. That goes on social media. They don't see me sitting at home with yeah. like my pajamas, like eating ice cream or getting. I'm drunk with my girlfriends at 2 p.m. on a Saturday. Like they don't see any of that
0: stuff. Like, see, that's the know. opposite. They see that for me. They don't see the other stuff. Yeah, I don't oh. know what. I
1: mean. I'm, flexing <laughs> I'm flexing wrong.
0: I don't post the food that I get or the dates I've been on or anything like that. I was telling one of my other friends. I was like, um, for safety reasons too, that I don't really post where I am. And he was like, Oh, I never noticed that. I was like, Yeah. I was like, I give you so much content that you don't miss out on like the others the, the stuff i actually do in my life like that's none of your business first off
1: that's a good look at it
0: yeah i've been in and out of relationships have you seen any of them social media oh, <laughs> 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 oh
1: like the other day when i was i was out celebrating on saturday with like, just the win and everything and i ran into a group of friends and my my uh, my boyfriend was out with me and i was like oh my god here my boyfriend this is andreas and they were like you have a boyfriend and i was like yeah we've been dating for like two years on and off and they were like there, you don't have a boyfriend, like we know you. Like we've been, we've known you for years. You're like, I, where is he on social media or anything? And I was like, I don't, I don't put my boyfriends on social media. Yeah. I, I don't. It's like. We have separate lives. I think it's really toxic for relationships too. I don't ever, if you, I feel like if you're going through somebody's phone or their social media or like checking what they like, like you're going to find something you don't like because you yeah. already have that mindset. You're looking for something bad. So we just,
0: you know, we we don't need that toxicity. No. Relationships are hard enough. So we just keep it separate. Especially we've both been married. So we've already had someone lie to us. <laughs> this is what I, I'm so dramatic. We've basically been <laughs> lied to and, for, and with me in front of God. Yes. About someone sitting, stay, staying with us for forever. Do you know how hard it is to get rid of eleven years of pictures? You think I'm going to do that again?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. See, we separated before. I really had an Instagram, so he's all over my Facebook memories. But again, yeah. we mm-hmm. doesn't be as sad. But no, any sort of like my last relationship, the one that was like three years after him, that took some extreme work. That was yeah. like a thousand posts I had to hide and archive on my Instagram. I was like, I'm not doing that again either. You, try,
0: you wake up, you're trying to have a good day and then all of a sudden Facebook, hey, do you remember this from two years ago? No, bitch, I don't want to remember that. <laughs> two years ago. Did I ask you to ruin my freaking day? No, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> and on the thing is too, I'm very proud of my exes. Like I, if I was actually public with them, I'm like, people are like, damn. damn! So it has nothing to do with that. It's honestly keeping it private, you know, is to me, for me, for my lifestyle is the best way, especially going through such a long thing that I was through. So, you know,
1: yeah, I think it's whatever works for you personally. Like I don't have that need to have like me and my little like family Mm -hmm. portrait, like up on my social media to have everybody know that I'm happy. Like what people know that brings me happy on social media is my work, my independence. And like, that's yeah. what I, I don't need them to know about, I don't even put my kids on social media. I also feel like that's a thing that like, they should decide when they're yeah. older, you know, I don't need mm-hmm. to, you kid, you don't need to know what my kids ate for lunch today. You, you, some of you probably don't even know that I have kids. Like it's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I completely, I'm, I'm completely agree with that. And so everybody, you know, do what's best for your life and what best fit. but what I'm, what the point of this is, you really don't know unless you actually know. Like I, I can't stand when people think that they know my life by looking at my social media. If you want to know me, ask me about me.
1: Right,
0: but That's don't. It. I don't want to talk to you. Also, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is true though. Never mind. I take it back. Take it back. I take it back. I take it back. No, <laughs> no, yeah. I, I didn't mean it. But no, but we. I said all of this to say this. Don't take what and look at what people post on social media as like the scripture or bible whatever you want to call it it's supposed to be for entertainment that's what it's there for now some of them um, and some of us are doing you know trying you know trying to make a difference in the world and some people aren't you know so just take it for a grand accord don't try to look like everybody else don't let society mm-hmm. tell you what you should do what you should look like i was telling my other um, somebody the other day I was like man, I really picked a very difficult way. Like I could go on Seeking Arrangements and get a sugar daddy and probably just be just fine. Like, <laughs> like I don't have that many bills. <laughs> but I'm taking it the hard way where I'm, I, have, I own two businesses. I have this podcast. I have my acting life. I have some other things probably going on that I can't even remember right now. And, you know, I'm, you know, up to no good sometimes too. So I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> I have a lot going on. Our site is perfect for you then because I feel like a lot of our sugar daddies want to meet somebody like you and they would, you know, they'd want to they'd want to invest. They'd want to help mentor. Maybe they got connections yeah. you don't already have. Like you know what I mean? Like Yeah. You're exactly what would be perfect for our site and especially if you like to do your own thing, that's even better cuz a lot of our sugar daddies want to have multiple girlfriends. So you can oh, do you.
0: <laughs> See, I always say my attitude's not set up right though for things like that because <laughs> if someone tries to tell me what to do, I'm just like, "Huh?" Say what? (laughs) But um I was saying that um don't because what you see on social media, I just don't like that because somebody was telling me too, they're like, oh, all I see on my social media is like the plastics, um, which is fine. Like I'm not saying that in negative sigma. If you have plastic, you're plastic, you know, you know, whatever. But um, they're they're saying that I all I see is that and I see Louis Vuitton's and this label and these cars. I was like, you know what? all I see on my social media is funny memes and dogs. <laughs> it's what you're seeing, you know?
1: I think I'm, I've am i aggregated mine to be like literally just memes. <laughs> like I don't even see what my friends post yeah. anymore. So I don't either. I, like I go to like the Discover page or I'm going to type something and it's like the first thing I see is like, you know, Nastia, whatever you know, twerking, and I'm like, why does my butt look like that? Or like, in like <laughs> 30 seconds, I'm like already feeling like the sh- like shit about myself. Like, so. yeah,
0: yeah, and I'm just like, can I do the island twerk? Can I? <laughs> can I do the Caribbean stink walk? No, I can't. Oh, I can. <laughs> Let me stop. I'll like, stick with the dance. belly dancing.
1: <laughs> oh, see, well, you can belly dance. I used to dance too, but like not that kind of yeah. dance. It's yeah, yeah.
0: Like what kind of dance <laughs> were you doing?
1: Oh, I was on the dance team, but like back um, like then it was like, you know, we're dancing to like my goodies, but like you have like a <laughs> dance Yeah, my goodies, not my goodies. <laughs> we try to do it with my best friend, like, every once in a while. We'll try to remember that, like, no, I'm not taking that to the club. I'm not taking that to <laughs> Instagram, nowhere, TikTok.
0: I didn't want to be, I was such a tomboy and um, I didn't want to be a cheerleader, but I was, I did try out for the dance squad at my school. Lakeland Senior High School, and guess what? I didn't make it. Mm. No, no, no.
1: well, jokes on them, jokes
0: Joke's on them. them.
1: (laughs) That's why I have been back. (laughs) I feel like mine. When I go home, because I I was kind of a loser in high school, even though I did make the dance team. I definitely was. I was. Oh, I love when I go back now the red carpet out at the local bar I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like hey hey because like yeah I've been on the news yeah I've
0: been on some stuff uh-huh. on TV <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like mm-hmm. and um, I-, I always get like these uh uh <laughs> DMs now because people, <laughs> I, I, I've tricked the world to think into them thinking that I'm actually somebody. I'm not really, I'm just still the nerd from high school. Same. I've tricked, tricked the world. I don't know how I did it. It's a bamboozles at facade. I, <laughs> but I always get these little, these um, DMs like, I used to love you in high school. Hmm. No, you didn't. No, you didn't.
1: <laughs> what the fuck? I didn't know you. Like, that's me.
0: <laughs> I'm like, well, thank you kindly. You should have said something in high school. It's too late now. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hi. So funny. Yeah, I, I didn't even have anybody to eat lunch with. I was that like that like, much of a loner. Like I was. That's
1: just... better. let's well, I wasn't. I had one person to eat lunch with. Again, my best friend since I was five years old, Kamika. If you're listening, I'm gonna make her listen. Um, she she was at work now too, so she made it out. But we sat together at lunch because we would walk across the street to her house and like watch SpongeBob. Like we didn't, we were not cool. Like we didn't get invited to any parties. Like I never spoke to me till I was like in my twenties. Like, I was such a loser. So we just we were just a two person team, but that we still are to this day. That's how I, I keep my circle very tight. My um
0: my uh, family. I was raised in a very strict Christian household, and look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> my- <laughs> we must. We must. <laughs> i wasn't allowed to do shit i remember i had an opportunity to be popular in ninth grade and i always remember this i because uh, it was my only moment it was my only moment <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> i remember i was i was always the funny kid always the funny kid so i was walking down a hallway and i think it might have been my birthday it was like a summer school um because um my school like they tried to accelerate us so I took a, it wasn't because I was dumb. It's because I took accelerated classes. Right. <laughs> I just want to make sure that was clear. <laughs> and I was walking down the hallway, and it was my birthday, and everyone was just like, "Oh, Anna, Anna, Anna!" And they were like giving me cards. And I was like, "Oh, this is nice." And I was very popular that summer, and my dad messed it up thank you, Michael. (laughs) I was invited to this party and I couldn't go. And everybody went to the party and you know how that is. They all go and all of a sudden they're best friends. And then I was just like, nobody.
1: Then that was it. You weren't there (laughs) because the whole rest of the year, everyone's like, remember Mm -hmm. that time at that party? Oh, that's right.
0: You weren't there. Yeah, You weren't there. (laughs) And then I kept, and then the, so these other, this other girl, I remember, I think her name was Danica or some shit. (laughs) Like I I remember this because it was such a hurtful moment. (laughs) She was the one who threw the party. And then, so she kept throwing parties. So she became the popular girl. And my dad was like, now I know what goes on with parties. Girls should not be, you know, going blah, blah, blah. It was one of those things, you know? So, but look at me now, dad. <laughs> yeah. I love my dad. Okay. Uh, we're like we're best friends, but it's funny because all that strict parenting, and I'm like on you know everywhere with a vulgar mouth. I get banned everywhere. I'm even I'm not even on Apple. Apple Podcasts won't even put me on at this point. <laughs> that's so funny, Like
1: that's what That's fine for you now. Like my dad's super conservative too, mm-hmm. and like super super religious. Like he voted for Trump, for example. Like and. Like, I, we just don't speak about what I do for a living. Like, he's yeah. like, trying to explain it to someone, like he just doesn't get it. So like, I just, you know, when he wants to tell people like what I do, I'm like, just tell them I work in news. Just yeah. tell them I work in news. Like they don't need to know everything else because he yeah. really can wrap his head around it. Like he hasn't like disowned me or anything over it. We just don't, we don't speak about yeah, it. Yeah, they just don't understand. He doesn't oh. want to, listen to anything, watch anything I do. He just had no interest.
0: So before before I got became a little bit popular, I don't really think I'm. You know, I do what I do. Before I became popular, um, I was able to hide this part of my life. But then somebody told somebody that told my family, like my older grandparents and whatnot, and they were like appalled because they I guess they saw something, and I was like, oh fuck. Be, they're very conservative no but then um somebody came back around they're like wow Anna's really doing you know good stuff it's not just you know vulgarity it's really just for the you know woman you know for the movement and all this other stuff and it has a purpose whatever um so I was sitting with my granddad last week and I turn around and I see myself on his phone like he googled me and it, and I you know Anna Lefebvre came up and I'm like what are you doing? Are you- <laughs> he was like, I'm trying to find your podcast. I was like, no, you're not. He was like, don't you have a podcast? I was like, yeah, I do, but not for you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, not. no, you're not. I took his phone from him. I was like, what are you doing? I was like, you cannot, you're not even allowed to listen to one of my podcasts, granddad. That's not, I was like, it's so inappropriate. It's so, you know, <laughs>
1: no. it's not for you. It's not for you. Like, well, who told I- you Why? <laughs> yeah, I think my mom could listen. My mom could like listen to stuff like, cause she's super, super. we've always been open like that. And she's like the reason why I think I am the way that I am and and feel so like liberated if you will. But like pretty much nobody else gets to my, even my kids, my kids are like, mom, we know, um, you're on the TV. Like we know you're on TV all the time, but like you know, we've never seen you on TV and i was like, well that's because i talk about things that aren't really meant for kids. and then my youngest son like pipes up and he was like, "baby sugar, she's talking about baby sugar all yeah. the time." i don't know what it means, but she's always talking about baby sugar. and i was like, okay. until you're much older, yeah, that's what i'm talking about.
0: <laughs> that is so funny. My mom, she actually, she'll listen so, I guess the cat is out the bag that I'm not a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <the> back. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I didn't save myself for the second marriage. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it's funny. It's funny, like, just coming from growing up in the South. Because I was born in New Jersey, raised in Florida. So, it was a little bit, it was, you know, a little strange. Um... But like coming from there and like seeing myself now and then like my parents always like try to calm down my wildness, but you can't it's just, you it's just can't there's do no it. there's just no like I got this um this uh, hand tattoo very recently. Now my dad has tattoos he goes you need to calm down (laughs) (laughs) like that i'm just trying to be like you You he's like you're doing too much it was like the whole thing like the whole vibe he was like ah (laughs) (laughs) i felt my divorce the person i felt like the worst for was my dad because he never had to worry about me like, you know, like when you're married, people don't really look at you. They're like, oh, she belongs to him. That kind of thing, that stigma, because yeah. we still change our last names to the other person's last name, which is still kind of very backwards. But if you want to do that, do that. That, right. like, you know, I understand it, but, you know, I, I changed my name, too. But um, when I came out of my divorce and I came out of my little funk and I started, like, glowing and all that stuff... I think my dad was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> <laughs> he's he's definitely like, he's known if if I talk to you for over six, seven, eight weeks, my dad knows about you. He does, <laughs> <laughs> and he's the one who messes everything up. He's like, "No, no, you have horrible taste." No. No. <laughs> Stop dating those kind of men. I can't believe you're doing this again. No. <laughs>
1: At least your parents have, like, th- some sort of, like, discretion. Like, my mom loves everyone. I can do uh... like, be-
0: piece
1: a shit. He's homeless. He doesn't have a job. No. And she's just, like, I love him. Do you love him? We will love him. And I was, like, can you just please have some discernment and, like, tell me, like, no. Like, you can do better just once in my life. Yeah. But, like, no. Before yeah. I, like, fall in love with this complete loser. Like, Yeah. Please-
0: so okay. now, oh my gosh, let me see the tie. I think I've, I'm, uh, yep. We're just having too much fun over here. Just do, do, But anyhow, now um, I my friends have to uh, uh, approve of you. And if they don't approve of you, and it's like good friends, like good friends, we're on the same moral compass. We're like, one of my friends, like we're sisters, like, you know, basically. And then my other friend, he's so good at psychoanalyzing people that I'm just like, uh, can you go psychoanalyze this one and this one and this one? <laughs> so if, if they say yes, then that's good. If they say no, uh, that's probably why I don't talk to you anymore. <laughs> Listen
1: though, my friends give me advice left and right and I just can't hear a word. Can't of it. Hear it. I can't. I'm just like, no, you just don't know him. Like I do like, I'm like, then fast forward like a few months and my heart's broken and like I wasted yeah. all the time again.
0: My track record isn't that good. My track record is really bad, so I I, I, I can't be making these decisions by myself anymore and ruining any more of my life. Because my twin is gone <laughs> from that decision. Oh my god, I had so much fun with you. This was such a fun conversation. I wish we keep on going, <laughs> but I will. We got to stop at some point. Um, thank you for having. Um, thank you for having me on. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for coming to the show. Wow. Wow, Ana. Wow. Um, seeking Arrangements, the link will be below if anybody's interested in finding a sugar mama or a yes. sugar daddy or, you know, being a nice little sugar baby. Maybe I might be on there. If you see me on there, mind your business. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening to Love and Lust. I will see you next Tuesday. Love and love Lust. And love and Lust.